basement to your ears in compliance with Memo EX 1063 this is the weekly meeting of the Queen City Improvement Bureau on tonight's meeting we have haunted houses innovative revenue tools outstanding improvements and so much more or perhaps less we'll see this meeting is now in session Yeah, yeah. How are you doing? Ah, uh, you know. Oh, geez. What was that? You, you don't, you don't sound happy. I, don't know, I was, I was doing my impression of like a grumpy Regina. How can you be so grumpy? Because my roads are full of potholes. And my taxes are too high. I don't. But know. it's that time of the year. Is it Just always? hang on a second. Oh, what hang time on of a year second. Is it? it is. Duwali ki bari hoi. It okay. is Diwali. I feel all better now. Yeah. So why, how are we celebrating Diwali? Well, uh, we've got a little bit of Diwali music playing in the background here. Today is the first day of the five days of Diwali. Five days of Diwali? Yeah, Diwali. It is the Hindu festival of lights. And uh, it is it's uh, to celebrate when Rama came back from living in the jungle for 14 years. And the people lit the streets with lights to celebrate his return. Wow. And it's like, now, I, I'm not Hindu myself, but apparently it is like the 4th of July and Christmas and Canada Day and a bunch of other stuff rolled up into one. How do I get in on this whole Hindu and Diwali thing? Well, right now, while we're having this meeting, uh, there is actually stuff going on at the Hindu temple at 3307 Pasqua Street. Let's stop this meeting immediately and just go there. You know, it's not a bad idea, although apparently things will be going on until about like 11 o'clock tonight. Oh, cool. Um, uh, right now, they're having, a, it's like a worship service is going on. Um, and then after that, there are fireworks. And uh, apparently, like, so Diwali is all about presents and parties and music and, and lighting lights. So like Christmas lights and tea lights and all that sort of stuff. But most importantly of all, sweets. What? Indian sweets, oh. which are... In, in India, they make the greatest desserts on the planet, and this is a great time if you're like going down to the Hindu temple mm. to score yourself some sweets. You know, I was feeling hopeful when you started, but I'm starting to think you're in the pocket of like big dessert. I am 100% in the pocket of big dessert. Um, I am a fan of desserts. You know what? In fact, nobody is paying me to say this. Uh, but a uh, great place to go in town to get said desserts, mm -hmm. Indian desserts, is Treasures Cakes on 11th Avenue. Ooh. It's just a little bit west of uh, the Artful Dodger on the north side of the north oh. side of 11th. Yeah, that great. And uh, the sweets there are amazing, and authentic, and fantastic, and delicious. And I highly recommend them. And since it's Diwali, now is the time to yeah. get yourself some sweets. Christmas. You're you're re you're required. By Diwali law. Diwali law. To get oh, yourself you're just trying to bring Diwali law into the country. I am 100%. <laughs> I am a fan. So, anyways, 
Yes, it is Diwali. So, uh, yeah, get yourself some sweets. Excellent. Yeah. Oh, cool. I hope that makes you feel better. It does make me feel a lot better. Knowing that that there is big dessert, it's all a conspiracy to bring in Diwali law into the country, but I feel pretty good about it. Okay, good. Good. All right, so happy Diwali. We should do a Shab Diwali. Shab Diwali. Thank you. Uh, we should do attendance. Okay, fine. We'll do attendance. So we can know who all is here. And if we could finally make quorum. Okay. Okay. Um, so uh, we got Pletch Neepdaw. Neepdow. Pletch Neepdow? Yeah. Remember remember that show mm. from the 70s? It was like on CTV, I think, in the morning. Hey, Pletch. Oh, my God. I totally do. Hey, Pletch and Pletch's kids. Yeah. Like all the kids would be Pletch's peeps. They would dress up like birds. Yeah, and yeah himself, I do remember that. Yeah, he would dress up as they called it a big bird. Mm-hmm. Sesame Street sued him. Yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, yeah, that was a dark time for Canadian TV. A that lot was of a, dark time. a lot of ripoffs of American stuff. Not even never... Mr. Dress Up would talk to him after that. No, no, it was it was really sad. That's sad. Uh, but apparently, he tried he tried to relaunch um, his TV his Canadian kids TV career with a show called My Tiny Horse Relationships or Science. Say that again. My tiny horse. Relationships are science. <laughs> that sounds amazing. It does, doesn't it? I never saw this. It's a I little, hope there's some YouTube clips. Uh, well, apparently they all they were all taken down. Oh. Because uh, apparently My Little Pony claimed that he was infringing their copyright. Oh, yeah. No, I can see that. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, um, I, he might be a bit tangled up in lawsuits to come in. But uh, you know what? I think I made a mistake. Oh, no. What did I you do? I so wanted Pletchneepdow to come in yeah. that I mixed up the letters and the name. You even wore your Pletchneepdow shirt. And hat. Mm-hmm. Um, Pletch, Pletch. We should read Paul Deschamps. Uh, actually, that's me. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, sorry. Uh, no, that's all right. Um, you'll do. You'll mm-hmm. do. Uh, oh, good. Thank one. you. Now, this is a real treat. Oh, yeah? Not a tweet. It's a treat. It's a treat? Anarad Megan. Anarad Megan? Yes. Poet from the Central European country, the Principality of Transenborg. Transenborg, really? Interestingly enough, yeah. Transenborg never existed. But Anurad Megan made it up, and most of his poetic output is just the epic history of Transenborg. Oh, wow. From like the beginning in, fi- in the 1570s, mm-hmm. when it was founded by uh, a group of uh, Huguenots with leprosy. Right. And to its current day in the 21st century, when they tried to start a space program. Oh yeah, yeah, huh. and started apparently started lepers calling on the moon. Right. Yeah. So um, he's inventing. He's invented all of this, and now he's coming to the the Queen City. He invented a passport, um, wow. a national currency, the Transguild. Right. Uh, he even like has his own flag. Uh, people, he pulled off the roost for so long. That people actually claim to have like visited Transenborg. Oh my goodness! Really? Yeah. Huh. And uh, but apparently it all fell apart when he tried to get a seat on the UN Security Council. Yeah, I could see yeah. that would be a problem. Yeah. For them. Yeah. For, for that. Well, but it would have been it would have been great news for Transenborg. Oh yeah. I yeah. Mean, the Transenborgians would have been amazed if exactly. they pulled that off. But I mean, he leaves yeah. behind a great body of literature. Yeah. So, um, wait a sec. Uh oh. I just realized something. I think I got the letters wrong, and I was so enthusiastic about the name, I just made all that information up right now. Oh, no. What What is the name supposed to be? Um, should, um, should, 
Doran Mika down and Aiden Morgan. That's actually you. Oh. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna make up the Transomborg then. Get on it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm. I'm. I'm leaving right now. I gotta. You're gonna. I've gotta go and finish the output. Output. Yeah. I know. Yeah. No. Maybe. But I should be responsible and to, to my job. Yeah. So do we have quorum. We do not. I'm sorry. Bad news. No quorum. Well, let's keep going. We do okay. have a guest, though. No, we don't actually. What? We've got like a big magic door. What? There is a big. You haven't noticed the big magic door. I try. I'm trying to ignore it. Yeah. I try to like. Getting, it's that time of the year when like weird, strange occurrences happen in the Queen City Improvement Bureau sub basement. Diwali. No. Oh. No, we're getting close to Halloween. <gasps> Just oh. coincidentally, it's around Diwali. Right. Yeah. So, anyways, I thought what we could do is we could check out the door this morning. Let's do it. Okay. Let's go through. Let's go through that door. Oh, my goodness. What? Where have we stepped out? I don't know, but we're on the other side of the magic door. We're on the other side of the magic door. Ooh, this is a very, very spooky spot that we have wound up in. <laughs> well, it's strange. it is around Halloween. Yes, it is around. Oh, gosh, the sounds of, like, cats and stuff. It's So, this is being so well This is very... <laughs> it's very spooky. Um, oh, who's that over there? Sitting on a tombstone, that looks like Dave Cossack. Why, yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Dave. Hey, how are you doing? <laughs> Thanks for allowing us into your strange uh, trans-dimensional haunting place. Well, I'm glad you guys could make it all in one piece. <laughs> Me too. I'm, I'm a little confused right now. Um, so, Dave, I, I need to ask you, since we seem to be in some kind of, like, alternate shadow world here of, of of haunty stuff. Are are you a real guest or are you a ghost guest? Yes. Yes to ghost or yes to real? I'm 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 a ghastly guest. Yes. Oh I like that. Very nice. Um well, what are you doing here? What is what is it with you and haunted stuff that like what is the association? Why are you uh I love Halloween on it because you can do anything. <laughs> <laughs> like there is no, there are no, nothing is really taboo in Halloween. It's like you can go crazy and have fun. Right. Um, we don't go really weird here, as you can see. We have just this is pretty weird, but I'm looking at. It. <laughs> <laughs> well, it'd be strange. Yeah. Uh, we do a lot of uh, great. It's called uh, Restless Spirit Cemetery because right. it is a, a haunted cemetery. So this this haunted cemetery is out here in front of your house. Yep. And you've built all of this stuff, these tombstones and everything yourself. Yes, we carve all our own tombstones, make all our own props. And you put this up at Halloween to frighten children. Poor, <laughs> young, innocent children. You yes. do this to them. <laughs> uh, no, well, young, younger kids, we, we tone it down. Uh, they, they come during daylight hours. Right. Uh, we do turn off some of the uh, animations that are, are meant to spook people, right? Right. So we can uh, tone it down for people. And uh, at nighttime, uh, it's full bore, so anything goes. Be expected for the unexpected at hmm. any moment. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So you've been, you've been setting up these haunted graveyards at your house for how long now? We've been doing it for about seven years now, right in that range. I didn't really keep track of when we started, right. um, but we, we both love doing it, and and 
Yeah. We just keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah. <laughs> so you say we both love doing it. It is you and my wife. Oh yeah. So you've you've roped her into this. This is like a whole family thing. Yeah. No, my wife and I do pretty much everything. Our our kids are out of the country, so well, out of the province anyway. So they don't see much of what we do, but. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, we love doing it, uh, and the community likes doing it. Uh, everyone kind of gets in it. It's it's fun watching the kids coming by and just to see how things are progressing. And, and they remember. It's, it's uh, pretty uh, amazing. You know, we have one little girl. She's only about, you know, I don't know, five years old. Comes up and goes, I remember that. That was this last year. It was over there. <laughs> yeah, so, and we've had young and old. We've actually had some guests come to our haunt that were too crippled up to get out of their vehicle and just sat there in their truck with the windows down, taking it all in. And, and so it's, it's great. It's a great time for everyone. There's, uh, Halloween's not a kid's thing. They're not exclusive to kids. Uh, it's for everybody. Cool. Um, so oh, actually, I should ask, where, where exactly are we? Because we just kind of, Aiden and I just kind of came, stepped through a magic door and appeared well, here. It yeah, looks yeah. kind of... Queen City like it kind of uh, appeared in 53 uh, what is my address <laughs> 5306 Second Ave North <laughs> and uh, do you just do this uh, on Halloween night no. or do you have do you set this up for other nights we will be open on the 23rd uh, for sure where we're shooting for the 22nd but with this uh, fantastic wind that we had it kind of delayed setup for a little while oh. so we're looking at the 23rd uh, we actually have a tour of of ladies coming through on the, on the t- night of the 23rd. So nice. So they wanted some exclusive time to spend with all the spooks and, and demons and other things. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so uh, it'll be a fun time for them, I think. What? Um, so you, you mentioned already, but you built all of this stuff yourself, pretty much. Yes. Like but, just like, do you just cut them? Like, how much goes into like building these props? I work on it pretty much all year. So November first, I start working on next October. Really? And uh, yeah, some of the things uh, like the new witching well prompt that we have this year was a pretty full-time year job to build it. Like it's uh, you know wood structure, but everything is carved foam. So carve each individual piece, and it all gets. You do put, the carving yourself. Yeah. Wow, that's impressive. Yeah, I do all the carving. Uh, I can do. I'll do the base coating of paint. My wife, being the artist, she's the one that makes it all look good. So, <laughs> <laughs> so what, what got you started uh, in this really elaborate display? Oh, uh, about seven years ago, I built my first prop. Um, after I had, uh, I went to, uh, I bought a store-bought prop and plugged it in, and it popped up once and never popped up again. <laughs> So I was like, that doesn't cut it. So I decided I'd start building my own. Don't know anything about electronics, uh, but I, I've over the years, have taught myself uh, how to do it. And so I make all my own uh, animatronics, electronics, uh, right from the boards up. I, it's completely developed from scratch. So you do the programming and everything? I do the programming and everything, yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah, being do, you, a, do you have free Wi-Fi? <laughs> I do have Wi-Fi, yes. Because <laughs> we'll be there. If there's <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's a fun time. It's fun for us, fun for me. Uh, it's kind of my creative outlet, and uh, I enjoy making the stuff and dreaming it up. And the one thing that you'll find in our haunt uh, is realism. 
everything looks like it's supposed to look, except it has an added feature, right? Mm. So um, that's that's the comments that we get back from uh, guests that come there. They go, where did you buy this stuff? We don't buy it anywhere. (laughs) So you're going to see things in our haunt that you will not see anywhere else in the world. Wow. And uh, we do something that nobody else does. It's kind of unique to us, and that is we have selfie places. You can actually pose with our monsters and take selfies. Nice. Yeah, one one cool feature we added this year was uh, you can actually stand up in a coffin and get a picture of you laying in a coffin. (laughs) (laughs) It's good to get that picture out of the way. That's right. Yeah. So you know, you know when you when you pass on, yeah, you know what it looks like. Yeah, and the coffin is actually very uh, uh, uncharacteristically comfortable. And you know, if it turns out it doesn't fit, then you know, this just isn't for you. Well, that, death, not for me. That's right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this, this coffin clashes with my eyes. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> yeah. um, also, just mention we're on 91.3 FM, CJTR, Regina Community Radio. And this is Queen City Improvement Bureau. Uh, you've expanded beyond just your own haunt now. You, um, you've set up a website, I understand? That's right. Uh, the Saskatchewan Haunt Finder. Uh, it's uh, last year we'd started with just a, a printed map, and as you know, when you're handing out printed maps, it's a little hard to update it for everybody. You have to hand out another one. So over the winter this year, I developed a web page called SaskatchewanHauntFinder.ca, and that uh, will allow other haunters to submit their haunts to get listed on it. And it allows Halloween uh, trick-or-treaters to go and find haunts. So they can plot a map. When they click on Find a Haunt, it opens up to a Google map with a whole bunch of icons on it showing you where the haunts are and what type of haunt they are. The icon kind of determines what it is. That's open to both commercial and to um, regular haunters as well. So anything Halloween-related is welcome to list on the site. And that's free of charge. What, um, how many are there in the Queen City? Like, I would think, I, I wouldn't think there'd be that many. Is there a lot? Well, we have 30 listed right now. Holy. Uh, we know that there are an awful lot more out there. That was another reason why we developed the webpage, too, is uh, when we started haunting, we didn't know anybody else did it until we actually took the time to drive around the city looking for these places and we had no idea where to look so we did a lot of driving before we actually found some and then that we find one and they go oh yeah well, there's another one over here right so so we slowly got to know everybody uh and and developed a, a little uh, community we used to call it the uh, regina haunt association uh, is what it, what it originated as. Uh, from there, um, we were found out, and the Canadian Haunters Association decided they wanted to expand their doors, and they uh, developed chapters throughout all of the provinces. And so this uh, Canadian Haunters Association Saskatchewan chapter uh, come into existence, and my wife and I talked about it, and it's like no point in running two things, so we merged Regina Home Haunter or Haunt Association into the Canadian Haunters Association. Nice. And uh, so that's now being run out of here, and they hold events from time to time to teach other haunters how to either build props, how to fix their props, uh, how to do makeup, uh, carve tombstones. Uh, It's just kind of a community uh, group that helps haunters become better haunters. Right. 
Do you guys have like conventions or anything like that? Yes, there are wow. a number of conventions. Um, a lot of them are in the States, but we do have one in uh, Western Canada and in BC. I can't remember the name of it right now, but but they do one. It was just held here about a month ago. And uh, Ontario does have a, a smaller version of that. Uh, and then uh, the big ones are in the States. So, yeah. And some of them are, one of them is by invitation type of thing because they only let, you know, you have to be big or no big. <laughs> right. Uh, like they're they sell props to people like Disneyland, uh, oh, things wow. like that. So that so they're, that's major haunt uh, event mm. that one. Yeah. What is? Oh, sorry. So I was, uh, was going to say I've got uh, so I've got your site open. I'm looking at the the interactive map. Yep. Uh, and so I can see there's a lot of places all around the, the province. Uh, well, I've noticed there's different. Um, yeah, there's, it looks like there's different little uh, emblems or icons. Yep. There's jack-o'-lanterns and houses and skulls. What, what do these different things mean? Uh, it's a different kind of haunt. Like you have uh, a yard haunt, right, which mm -hmm. is depicted by the pumpkin. Uh, you've got a walk-through yard haunt combination, which is the house picture. Uh, then you have um, just a walk-through. I think that's the green-faced guy. Uh, ours is a haunted graveyard or haunted cemetery, so that's the only icon on there. Uh, it's unique to us because we own the page. <laughs> there you go. Yes, I see a little RIP tombstone. With the and then you'll see one that kind of looks like a jack skeleton with a dollar sign on it. Right. That's commercial. So those would be your commercial haunts. So corn mazes, things, anything you have to go and pay to get into. Donations aren't, excluded, aren't considered commercial because it's voluntary. Uh, and there's one other icon on there, and it's uh, a skull with a candle and whatnot, and that is a retail outlet. Ah. Um, and now it's uh, that the only one on there right now is A1, but you'll also see another icon there for Spirit Halloween. Um, the owner and myself were fairly good friends, and I've given him his own personal icon. Oh. And yeah. he, we, it's a mutual agreement, and we help each other. <laughs> Cool. Um, do, now that you've got like all of these haunts mapped out on the province, have you noticed any interesting or scary patterns in the way they're laid out? Like when you stand back, does it spell boo? Or <laughs> um, do they all sync up with like locations of like horrible grisly crimes from the past? Or no. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting that's, concept, but that's, that's, uh, never, yeah. never noticed any patterns of that nature. Uh, I have noticed one pattern, though, and that is Regina's got a lot more haunts listed in Saskatoon. No way. <laughs> yeah, I've noticed way, that. Way, well. yeah, like about three times more. So Really? Uh, so we're on. kicking Saskatoon's butt? You betcha. Nice. Yeah, uh, and we get more and more all the time. So I really want Saskatoon to pick it up a notch and get some haunts in. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you'll have to talk to a different improvement bureau if you want to get. I suppose, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's your coolest prop? What's your What's the one you're the most proud of? I think this year it's the witching well. Okay. Uh, it's an actual well, an old hand crank well with a rope and pail on it that you throw the pail in and pull the water up, uh, and it's called a witching well, which is a play on words of the wishing well, right? Mm -hmm. 
Uh, only uh, it's not, uh, it might not be your wish that comes up out of the well. <laughs> so uh, I'll leave the surprise for you to come and see. <laughs> so things will actually come up out of the well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, interesting. Nice. Yes, that's exciting. Yeah. So it's, uh, it, that, that would be, like I said, that was a, a full year project to build that uh, from the ground up, uh, designed and, like I said, all the carving and stuff and the animatronics. and Right. A lot of work. <laughs> cool. Well, congratulations. This is awesome. I'm really yeah, impressed. Yeah, sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, it's been a hoot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, where, um, so just say your website again so that people can find it. SaskatchewanHauntFinder.ca. And where is your haunt at again? Our haunt is on 5306 2nd Ave North here Fantastic. in Regina. And are there others, like, right in your neighborhood? So people, like, head out into that neighborhood, will they be able to do a bunch more? There are quite a few around in our in our area, uh, and they're on the map. Um, so, like, within, you know, a couple of minutes, five minutes drive, you're going right. to see a few haunts in our area of town. Once you get a haunt in an area, do you find that the neighbors get shamed into putting on their own? <laughs> I wouldn't say they get shamed. Uh, like, when we first started, it was, we were the only ones in the whole neighborhood that did anything. Uh, but over as time progressed and we started building up bigger and bigger, we started seeing decorations starting to pop up across right. the street and down the street, and uh, and starting to hand out candy and stuff because we were the only ones for a while. And, like we, for a couple of years, a bus a load of kids would pull up in front of our house. They'd all get off, come for candy, and go through the haunt, and then they'd all get on the bus and leave. <laughs> <laughs> It was kind of hilarious, but I think uh, it, it, I guess shame might be the good, right word. Shamed the neighbors into doing something because they started handing out candy and and we started seeing more kids coming through the neighborhood and, and enjoying the stuff. Cool. So that's awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, what do you think? Does does this warrant? I think yeah. I think I think all these haunts, the map. Uh, really improves the city. And somehow opening up a trans-dimensional doorway into the QCIB. That was a super improvement. That oh, is a cool, sir. Yeah, that was yeah. pretty cool seeing that door appear in my yeah, yard. Yeah, and it caught us out of the basement. Finally. Which, yeah. yeah, I mean, that doesn't happen very often. Yeah. Uh, so... Yeah, so improvement. Factor. I think I think I think you qualify as an official improvement vector. Well, thank you. And you, we have a certificate, oh, sign well, certificate. Look at that. Suitable for framing. Excellent. It comes with its own Manila envelope. Cool. Yeah, I know. I know not many things do these days. <laughs> so enjoy. Yeah. Well, thanks a lot. And you know, uh, come on by next year. Pop a door into our sub basement. <laughs> That's right. Sure. We'll, uh, we'll check it out. See how it. Uh, yeah. how it Sounds is like a plan. And thank you, you very much. You guys, cool. pop by the yard. Oh, yeah, definitely. Will do. All right, thanks, Dave. All right, well, now we're going to move on. We'll just, like, sit down here on a tombstone. Okay. And talk about innovative revenue tools. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, those are tools that the city can use that are innovative. Right. And will generate revenue for the yes, city. exactly. Uh, I understand we have one for this week. We do. Well, uh, I brought my laptop with me through the magic door. Oh, smart. And, uh, and I managed to get on uh, Dave's Wi-Fi. Oh, good. So that's why I asked. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I've noticed in in the minutes that we've been talking, I've noticed that uh, YouTube, mm -hmm. play, the site that plays videos, is very popular. Yeah. And it seems like people make money off it, but what's really popul popular are young men screaming at webcams about video games. Oh, really? Yeah. It's apparently huh. people love it. I have never had the urge yeah. to scream at a webcam about a video game. Well, these guys seem really, really bent on Getting angry and screaming about oh. video games, and 
some something called SJWs, uh, mm. which I'm assuming because it's about video games, they're talking about savvy Japanese writers, maybe. Oh, maybe because like really yeah. like, who are making like really high quality games. Yeah, and uh, all of them are women. Oh, so yeah, so okay. I mean, so they're really they're really making great games. Right. So, so I think they're very happy about that. Oh, yeah. good. Well, I'm Anywho, glad to hear that. That's yes, nice. Exactly. So I thought, well, if they can do this. Surely we can too. Okay. We won't scream about video games. No. What? But about what? city issues. Really? Yeah. And we'll just and we'll just rake in the bucks. Yeah. But I, I'm not sure what SJWs are in this context. Soda jerk wranglers. Soda jerk wranglers. Yeah, we can't have those. In well, the city. I mean, clearly, unless they're taxed. Unless they're taxed, taxed heavily, because yeah. they hold these like licenses for soda jerks, and yeah. then soda jerks have to pay like tons of money. Just yeah. to like be able to operate in the city, so I think yeah. I think it's time that the world knew about soda jerk wranglers. Yeah, yeah. Anything yeah. else that we should scream about? Um, uh, pretty much anything we can think of. Yeah. I've what I've realized by watching these videos. Simple junk warehouses. Simple junk warehouses. Can't we? Can't what's the zoning for that? Exactly. What is the zoning? We should zone them right out of the city. Damn it. Yeah. See, uh, I can't wait to start a YouTube video about that. I know. What I've realized, it doesn't matter really what you're angry about, mm -hmm. as long as you just act really angry and shore up your money and perhaps your ego. Oh, yeah. yeah. So this is win-win as far as I'm concerned. City gets money. Mm -hmm. we, f we get an inflated ego over mm -hmm. like people like leaving comments on our YouTube videos. Yeah, outraged that we don't like uh, symbiotic jerk windows. Symbiotic jerk windows. <laughs> Don't get me started. I'll, I'll get started on symbiotic jerk windows. Just you wait. Yeah. All right. Okay, well... Uh, wow, we've got like 3,000 views already. Do we really? Yeah. <laughs> wow. This is going... This is going extremely well. It's going viral. Viral? I'm not sure what that is. I don't know. We'll have to look that up. Yes. On the Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, if, if this idea doesn't generate enough revenue for us, fortunately, we have a few more that I'm going to play right now. Nice. Hi, I'm local blogger Kenton DeYoung. Did you know, in the 1920s, there were over a dozen movie theaters in Regina's downtown. The most beautiful of them all was the Capitol. The first film to play there was The Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse, and it also hosted the world premiere of the Northwest Mounted Police. The Capitol closed in 1992. It reopened in 2015 as a jazz and tapas bar. It's Regina Fact. You'll find more Regina Facts every week on the Queen City Improvement Bureau on 91.3 CJTR, Regina Community Radio. And we're back from Innovative Revenue Tools. Hot Durban. How are you doing? Pretty good. Glad that we're back from that haunting. I was getting a little scared. And that chilly. Was, yeah, I know. That's, it's kind of cold out tonight, and we just yeah. have, like, our, our QCIB coveralls on. Yeah. Yeah. It's nice to be, like, warming ourselves by the boiler. <laughs> boiler. Boy, boiler. Boiler. As, as, as Americans say, boiler. Yeah. Do you have a Ken DeYoung fact? I do. Do you? Yes. Lay it on me. The wind the other night, that great big windstorm, uh -huh. was unrelated to Kenton DeYoung. Oh. Yes. I, I believe that. He does not seem like a windy guy to me. He is not a windy guy. He does not manifest himself as gale force winds. He is not capable of causing gale force winds. 
No. However, he can snap towels, and the tip of the towel when it snaps, actually, that's a sonic boom. Really? Yeah, that's that. Just when Kenton does it? Uh, no, when anyone does it. Oh, really? But Kenton is like, a, I believe he's a regional champion. Okay. Yeah. That's pretty cool. That That's an actual Kenton DeYoung fact. More so than the wind, which is not Regional related. champion towel snapper. Yes. <laughs> Indeed. That, that is a great Ken Dion fact. I'm it's impressed. It's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. All right. What do we have on the agenda for today? We have outstanding improvements slash council catch-up. Council catch-up. Council catch-up. Uh, yeah, there was a council meeting on September 25th, and we have never had a chance to talk about it no. since the 25th. We've been too busy in the Improvement Bureau Yeah, to I talk mean, about, you know, something that important. Council. Yep. I mean, isn't this the whole reason yeah. for our existence? Totally. I go every month to council to see which of our improvements, uh, which of our improvements they've decided to enact. Most of them? Which of our innovative revenue tools they've decided to enact? Zero. Every week oh. I come home disappointed. I thought they like... I thought they'd adopted at least 65%. 65% of nothing. Oh, so it's not quite zero, yeah. but it's a large portion of zero. Yeah. Well, so I guess something. I... Yeah, the way I wrote up the report, which you would have received, was that um, uh, 65% of the uh, innovative revenue tools that have made it to the floor of council hmm. have been enacted, but zero have made it to the floor of council. So... Wow. Yeah, so it's 65% of nothing. Sorry. But you know, I, I I wrote that report to justify our funding for the uh, for the fiscal year. I thought that was a a good way to put a good spin to put on it. Well, I don't feel like saying Shub Diwali right now. Um, I'll sorry. tell you that much. Well, you know what? Maybe after this is all over, we can like sneak off and go see some fireworks. Awesome. And get some sweets. I am with you on that. Excellent. Uh, all right. So what happened? at council on the 25th that we need to talk about. We have talked in the past about um, the difficulties that the Islamic Association of Saskatchewan has had in uh, bringing forward, uh, building a mosque uh, in the community. They have they have a space uh, that they've been using, but it's much too small for the size of their community mm -hmm. uh, that they've been using as like a, a place of worship. And uh, yeah, they have not uh, they've not been able to find a place to build a mosque. Uh, they had for a long time been trying to get one in the rural municipality of Sherwood, but uh, that has kind of uh, that kind of ended. And so what they did is they came back to the city of Regina after failing to build a place in the arm of Sherwood. They came back to the city of Regina, and they uh, they noticed that uh, land can be expensive. Buying a plot of land to build like a really big mosque can be a pretty pricey adventure. It can be, especially with the property prices in Regina these days. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but what they what they've noticed is that in uh, industrial areas, there is uh, there's often like available land, often available like large warehouse size spaces. Right. That with a little bit of work can be converted into a place of worship. The only problem being that an industrial zone is not zoned for places of worship or any right. kind of religious institution. It's zoned for industry. Exactly. Um, and uh, 
So you could put a religious institution into an industrial zone, but then you would have to go through, every single time you wanted to do this, you would have to go through a, a request, a, uh, a discretionary use. And you'd have to go to the floor of council, and then this would give the the whole community an opportunity to say, "We don't want this religious institution in our. We don't want to mix religious institutions with our right. industrial." Well, what if? I mean, if it's an industrial area, they could either store or manufacture religion. Oh, now that is an idea. That's an innovative idea. It is a very innovative idea. Right, but I think then they would sort of it would behoove them to produce new religion constantly. Yes. That might be hard. Yeah. I mean, well, we could, I mean, it could be like a particular religion, say Islam or, mm -hmm. or you know, Pentecostal, you know, Christianity or whatever. Right. You just, you just have to keep up the, uh, you just have to keep it up, the, the generation and manufacture of that religion. Oh. See, I was kind of hoping where you were going with this is that you would actually have to come up with new religions. Oh, no, that, I mean, that would be eventually, if, if right. depending on the economy. Okay. Yeah. Right, the religion economy. Yes. Yeah, if there's like high demand for new religions. That's right. right. Then we, you know, this is something we should consider. We as should. An innovative revenue tool. <laughs> Just <laughs> knocking out a bunch of new religions. <laughs> sure that won't offend yeah. anybody. Not at all. <laughs> Anyways. It would be fun to come up with like a new goofy deity each week. <laughs> I, I'm going to do that now. Oh, dang. <laughs> I, a new bit has just been birthed at the QCIB. Right. Possibly the last bit we will ever do before we are asked to leave the QCIB. Yeah, well, yeah. it's Halloween. It's time for change. Um, That's true. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, where was I? So, yeah, uh, what they wanted to do is they wanted to see if they could add religious institution to the list of allowable uses in industrial zones. And this would mean when any community of faith comes together and wants to build a new uh, place of worship, that is one of the places they could go to to look for. Uh, th now, there is like a legitimate concern about this for the city, and that is uh, places of worship do not pay property tax. And so right. if you carve out a space in an industrial park, that is not going to be paying property tax. That is essentially, uh, you know, that's a revenue hit. A potential revenue hit for the city. A uh, lot of the places that these places are looking at are unoccupied right now, and so I guess they would be paying property tax, the owners of the buildings, but uh, there's they wouldn't be improving the property and paying higher property tax on an improved property. Right. I don't know how it works. They could pay the city in um, religion. They could. Like units of yeah. religion. Well, you know, the thing is, is that I think that's kind of, in a weird sort of way, what the city opted to do in this case, because... Um, the uh, the council approved this. Uh, now, the administration um, modified the request. So the Islamic Association was kind of hoping that the zoning rules would change for industrial completely. Administration went with a slightly more conservative route, and that was that they would just change the zoning bylaw for Tuxedo Industrial Park in the city's... Um, now, I'm terrible with the, the cardinal directions, in the east of the city. Mm. But not like far in the east. It's kind of like Why do northeast. Why get to make the directions? I know. It was really stupid. They should have yeah. left the Blue Jays. I agree. Yeah, or the Crows. Or the Crows. Yeah. Or the Bishops. Or the Bishops. Yeah. But not those Archbishops. No. Oh, no. <laughs> um, yeah, so the uh, the city went in and uh, they looked at this and they said, yeah. And so the, um, the, the idea is like to try this out, to see if this works, if it's going to be like such a huge hit that we can't afford to do this. Mm. Um, another one of the reasons that this is 
attractive is that there has not been a new significant place of worship built within the city of Regina in, I think, decades. Really? There have been places closed down, but there haven't been new buildings opening up uh, for places of worship. Huh. Uh, and so this could be, you know, the, the cost of land, the cost to build a, a building, especially when, you know, you're, you know, you're relying on your congregation's charity to build these things. Um, so, yeah, the uh, council was happy, happy to pass this. And they passed it, and now we can look forward to a mosque opening up in Tuxedo Industrial Park. Um, I want to play a little bit um, some of the responses that uh, we got. Uh, first up, this is the mayor speaking about this after the council meeting when they, when they approved this zoning change. Well, this is this is a wonderful uh, decision to make. I mean, this is this is we will have a mosque in the city, a large one that will accommodate a large uh, Islamic uh, population, uh, uh, and we think it's great. Uh, I think we all spoke of of, of uh, how well this this uh, you know um, how well the community is, is adapting to the city. They're actually doing lots of work to integrate in the city. They're they're good partners. Um, they're respectful, and I think that you know I've been to many of their their uh, the times of worship throughout the year, and, and um, you know seven or eight thousand people, uh, and, and their their mosque they have now is a house, and it's just incredibly jammed. It's just actually outrageous. You've got to walk through different rooms, and they can't worship in the way they want to. So this is about accommodation and, and about uh, what we should be doing, and, and I'm, I'm finally glad they've found a place because it's not easy to do that. And you know they, they tried with the Armour Sherwood, uh, that didn't work out. So we're pleased they're here in the city. All right, that was the uh, mayor, Michael Fougere, uh, speaking about the council's decision mm -hmm. to um, uh, allow mosques in industrial zones, well, in tuxedo industrial zone. Uh, I also want to play a little bit from Faisal Khan. He is the president of the, uh, the Islamic Association of Saskatchewan, and this is what he had to say about this whole experience afterwards. So could we ask, um, you know, how are you feeling right now after uh, this? Excited, excited, thankful, excited. And uh, this is a great uh, moment in the, in the history of our community over here. This is uh, some, a day that we have been looking forward to uh, for the last uh, so many years, at least 10 years. Um, we, I'm glad that this uh, is, is, a, is an achievement uh, for, for the entire community, and we are looking forward to uh, establishing our, our faith in the sense that we want to show the true identity of the Muslim people in, in Regina and to tell other people who we are and, and um, how great neighbors we can be. I have to ask, you know, after being denied twice by the RM, why, what kind of explanation did they give you? A uh, very vague explanation. You know, the first in the first case, they told us that the uh, place of worship does not visit, uh, does not meet the requirements of uh, the council for that area. Very vague, no specific answer. In the second case, they did give a specific answer, saying that it is going to impact the traffic uh, for the for the people living in that area. So there are three neighbors for that with that uh, in, in that neighborhood who would be affected. We have a community which is uh, more than 10,000 people easily. I, my estimate is 13,000 people. And that particular area is uh, is designed to me, it is in the collaborative planning area of the city and the RM. And the main thrust behind that, or main thought behind that is that it will be suitable for communities of both the RM and the city. The RM did not um, uh, agree to that and they decided to uh, decline the application on the pretext that it will, it will have a lot of, you know, it will bring a lot of traffic. 
that Regina Bypass is being built right next, you know, a stone's throw away, as far as that road over there. And, you know, it's, it's going to have 20,000 vehicles per day. So we will not bring more traffic. As a matter of fact, we will shield, our building will actually shield uh, the noise coming from uh, the Regina Bypass, and that will be impacting the neighbors. So it was up to them. They decided to, uh, to decline our, our request, so nothing more to say. Um, Councillor Stevens said that you, you talked about this in a diplomatic way, um, I, I guess meaning that it might have been um, racism or prejudice um, causing their denial. Do you think that's the case? or? Uh, it's hard to say. You know, it's hard to pinpoint racism when, when, when you do see it uh, or to pinpoint it, but it could have been a factor. So no doubt about that. I, it could have been a factor. I, will, I don't say it was a factor, but it could have been a factor. All right. That was uh, Faisal Khan, the president of the Islamic Association of Saskatchewan, uh, speaking about uh, council's decision to allow uh, religious uses in Tuxedo Industrial Park so that their mosque can go forward. And we are the Queen City Improvement Bureau on 91.3 FM, CJTR Regina Community Radio. Oh, by the way, while uh, while we were listening to Faisal Khan, uh, I created um, a new religion generator. I call it the Religiomatic 5000. I like it. It makes up to 20 new religions per week. Sweet. Yep. I can't wait to turn that baby on. Yep. I, I, well, I tried it. It already came up with Gastualism. What's Gastualism? I don't know yet. It's religion, though. Okay. And I will follow... Is it about gastronomy? Does it have to do with worshipping uh, food? Uh, well, I am pretty hungry. Me too. So, yes, I'm hoping it is. It's uh, picking up a vibe in the room. It is. So, yeah. and anyway, I'll follow it to the end of my days. Sweet. <laughs> All right. Well, congratulations on, you know, finding your way. Uh, <laughs> a thing that has come up a couple of times uh, in uh, both the mayor's comments and in Faisal's, uh, Faisal Khan's comments... Uh, is this issue of the rural municipality of Sherwood not approving a mosque. Mm -hmm. the, uh, the original request went forward in 2012 and it was rejected for planning reasons. And then again, just in, I believe it was April of this year, they received their final rejection after bringing it forward again. Uh, the, I, I, th I think Mr. Khan mentioned it in his comments that they uh, brought their request to build a mosque forward again because they felt that that area that they wanted, which is just to the southeast of the city, close to where the bypass is going to be built, is changing rapidly and it is now part of a thing called the joint planning area mm -hmm. actually the collaborative planning area so it's an area where the it's outside the city limits but the rm the rural municipality and the city have agreed to work together on how to grow those areas so that they harmonize between the city's planning goals and the rm's planning goals um so they felt that because this is you know now an agreement that they could go out there and build this because this would serve both the city and you know whatever muslim population there is in the surrounding areas the rm said no so i was like why not so i decided to phone up jeff poisson mm -hmm. the reeve of the Roman municipality of sherwood that's kind of like the mayor of, a, of an rm and ask him what was going on uh i do not have a recording of that conversation but i am a fast typer <laughs> and I have a transcript, a verbatim transcript of the conversation that we had. And I thought that we could do a little role play here tonight and go through mm. my questions and uh, Mr. Poisson's responses. Uh, if you're willing to play the part of Jeff Poisson, 
Reeve of the RM of Sherwood? Well, as a licensed Castrolian uh, cantor, Mm-hmm. I can actually legitimately enter the soul and imitate anybody I, I need to. Oh, awesome. That's going to make this so easy. Yes. All right. Okay, so hello. My name is uh, Paul Duchesne from the Queen City Improvement Bureau. Mr. Poisson, uh, I understand that the Royal Municipality of Sherwood has said uh, no to building a mosque on a plot of land just outside the city. What gives? Well, Mr. Duchesne, it doesn't fit the area. The area is all low-density residential right now, and that's kind of what we'd like it to remain, or to, we'd like to remain it as. As well, such a large development, be it a mosque, a church, a store, um, nothing about Gastralian, uh, minor, you know, cigarettes in here, uh, anything of that nature, it comes with a large traffic impact, and especially as of late, the big thing is safety on roadways. We didn't want to see such a huge impact on a level crossing that those residents use to get in and out of their homes. Hmm. Interesting, Mr. Poisson. Yes. But I, I note that when this came forward to your council in the rural municipality of Sherwood, that your planning department recommended approval of this mosque. Uh, oh, oh, oh. Well, that's, I ad-libbed that bit. <laughs> Planning was satisfied with development and their plans for it. Discretionary use, however, does require council's approval. And with our discussion amongst council and the ratepayers as well, we got their input on it. We decided that in the area they were looking at, building was not the best possible spot for it. We did offer to help them find a better location that would be more suited for a large-scale development of that nature. Interesting. He really emotes oddly. He does, yes. Yeah. And he sounds an awful lot like you, Hayden. Yeah, I know. It's um, He's kind of a kindred spirit, I think. Oh, nice, yeah. nice. Um, another thing that I noticed about this whole process is that uh, it took years to finally facilitate a meeting between the surrounding residents, the neighbors uh, who were going to be close to this mosque, and the Islamic Association of Saskatchewan and your administration at the Royal Municipality of Sherwood. Mm-hmm. Um there were only four, between three and five neighboring residents who would be impacted directly by this mosque. Uh, and yet it took until this year, 2017, for you to finally get all of these people, these, this handful of people together <laughs> to discuss this. Um, what was going on there? How much did racism, racism play in the opposition of the neighbors to this process? Oh, oh race, boy, oh. Again, I'm at living there. So. Okay. Yeah. Uh, not at all. We didn't hear any of that come up whatsoever throughout our discussions. Like I said, it's just the nature of the large development and a large traffic impact was the big thing that came up. Even the neighbors said that if they wanted to build houses, we'd welcome them with open arms into our community. Oh, well. Another ad lib? Yeah, yeah. I was really moved. I thought I thought I had You're getting into it. Yeah, totally. Um, okay, Mr. Poisson, uh, this development was going into the joint planning area, uh, which, you know, your municipality and the city collaborate on the, uh, the development of. Do you worry that this decision to not allow the mosque, which the city had explicitly said that they were in favor of building there, uh, do you worry that this would imperil the goodwill with the city that underpins the, the smooth functioning of the joint planning area? Oh, I don't believe so. 
That's, sorry, I'm just trying, trying something different there. I don't like it, though. I don't believe so. We made it pretty clear why we denied the application. Unfortunately, it didn't work for that area. And like I said, we did try to help them out with finding a better location. But obviously, they didn't want to deal with us anymore, which is unfortunate. I don't think we got a pretty good relationship with the city now. We've been working on that quite a bit over the last years. And I don't think this decision will have any negative impact on any future impact we have with the city. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Nice, excellent performance. I thought I was Jason, Jason Poisson. Yeah, 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 I really think you got into it. It felt really reedy. It was eerie. It was eerie how yeah. much this was just like the conversation I had with him on the telephone. I think I should become a reeve. You should. Or a vice reeve. A vice reeve? Yeah, I, yeah, I'll just, you know what I'll do? I'll just make a sash. Okay. And I'll just yeah. put on my... Oh, one of those, like, those, like, necklaces with big medallions. Oh, those are great, yeah. yeah and I'll just, it'll say, like, reeve. Yeah, we can make them out of a tin can or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, smash them with our... T- I'll be the reeve of the RM of the closet over there. Yeah. Perfect. Awesome. All right. Well, thanks for that. Um, So, in conclusion, uh, the reason offered by Jeff Poisson or Aidan Morgan for why this was not allowed in the uh, Rome municipality of Sherwood was the traffic impact. Um, And in Poisson's own words, in another part of our interview, he said that the big thing was was definitely the large traffic impact. Um, Right. And oh. the concern about level crossings. Right. Sorry, did you say Jeff Bassant? What did I? What was I saying before? Uh, well, I, I've been saying I've been thinking it was Jason. Nope, Jeff Bassant. I I basically inhabited and embodied a completely different person, and it's just luck that he happened to have said the exact same things that Jeff Bassant said. Nice works. Who <laughs> dodged nice a bullet? Um, but anyways, about that, about the level crossings, and about the traffic right. impact. From the planning report that went to his council, and he presumably read, uh, curiously, um, administration, the RM's administration anticipated this, and in their recommendations, they actually say that, um, sorry, I got it here, uh, that a traffic impact study is going to be required from the Ministry of Highways if the mosque were to go forward. that it would be a recommendation that it would be recommended as a condition of approval in their list of recommendations they said that um, the low that a traffic impacts assessment be provided by the mosque by the IAS with the terms of reference to be approved by the rural municipality of Sherwood with input from the Ministry of Highways and Infrastructure and City of Regina and that an access permit from the Ministry of Highways was required so basically what that means is is that the administration was saying that it's going to be on the Islamic Association to make that level crossing safe and to find out what the traffic impacts would be and then the province would require, presumably. And th- when this happens in the city, when a new, like, you know, chunk of road is needed to access a new development, that's on the developers. And that's something that the RM Council could have hmm. required. It's in the recommendations, basically. It's implied that it would have been on the IAS to find out what the traffic impact would be and then to deal with it. So this concern about the safety of the level crossings um, seems a little bit um, convenient. Fair enough. And contrary to what's in the report. Well, I don't want to speak to what's in Jeff Basson's heart. But we have to call for an adjournment. We do. Yeah.
We do indeed. Yeah. So, uh, so I move, move to adjourn. And I second that motion. Well then, motion passed. You have been listening to the weekly broadcast of the Queen City Improvement Bureau on 91.3 FM CJTR, Regina Community Radio. Your hosts have been and still are Aidan Morgan and Paul Deschen. Thanks to Dave Kosick of Saskatchewan Hunt Finder for talking with us this evening. Uh, thanks to the spirit of Jeff Passant for spelling some words for us there. Uh, music was by Ryan Hill, a.k.a. Guidewire. Uh, always always good stuff uh, you can find the Queen City Improvement Bureau on Twitter at Queen City IB or on our website at queencityib.com catch up on past meetings by listening to our podcasts either on our site or at cjtr.c slash podcasts or subscribe to the Queen City Improvement Bureau on iTunes our meetings are also rebroadcast Monday mornings on CJTR at 9am coming up next on CJTR's Thursday night action pack the Nordcore Cabaret with Matty V followed by the cockpit with hosts the pilot and the navigator and a midnight melt with Julian Kelly. That's all for now. Keep on improving, Regina.